0: How much better will the wide receiver play be for the Dallas Cowboys during the 2023 season? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your lock, daily Dallas Cowboys lock, podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast lock, Network, your lock, team lock, lock, every lock, day. Lock, lock, on. Locked lock, lock, on, lock on Cowboys. Lock on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Elena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We are continuing with our preview series, getting you ready for the 2023 season. Today, we are talking about the the wide receiver room. And before we get to what this group could do this year, we got to talk about them from last year. So how would you grade the Cowboys wide receiver play from the 2022 season? That's man, That's tough. Just because of the spectrum of the
1: wide receiver position. uh, It really, it really ran the whole gambit, right? Um, You know, look, I think if we're talking about what Ceedee lamb did last year, I think he had a fantastic year. He was able to play uh, You know, a, a huge amount of snaps, take on a huge amount of targets, really broke out, uh, became a reliable source. I think there were times during the, the season when, especially early, it felt like he was still kind of getting into the groove of things. And they had, had one or two, I think, mediocre games. But after that, you know, by the time the, the midway point or even the first quarter poll was uh, as, as, as on the season, He had taken his game to a whole new level, um, and you know was eating up. He ended up with like 150 plus targets and Mm. and converting like 100 more than 100 of them. um, You know, almost uh, more than 1,300 yards and and almost 10 touchdowns. So uh, you know, kind of elevating his production to the ranks of that top group, uh, which is where you were expecting him to go, and 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 that's kind of where the Cowboys had to have him go, right? Because the wide receiver room behind him. You know, it, they took a lot of risks and they had a lot of things in motion to try to cobble together a situation that could be uh, a kind of tenable wide receiver uh, two and three situation behind uh, behind CeeDee Lamb. And I think that, you know, as admirable uh, of a play that I think Noah Brown played in last year, uh, I think it, it, it was really struck They really struggled to kind of cobble it together. So. This is a long way of answering. I think that despite CD Lamb's uh, uh, incredible performance, you have to look at the group and and view it as like a C plus. That, that's the great I know. was going
0: to go with because I I think you give CD Lamb like an A minus and mm-hmm. everybody else like a D plus and you average those together. It's probably around a C or C plus. You mentioned Noah Brown. They got enough out of Noah Brown to at least help them win some games. Yep. They got some production from T.Y. Hilton later in yep. the year that they needed. Michael Gallup gave them a little bit. I mean, just shades of what we're used to seeing from Michael Gallup. And then everybody else was just kind of
1: there. There, <laughs> right? That's a perfect
0: way to describe it. So I know we've talked about this this offseason, but what do you think the biggest mistake the Cowboys made with this wide receiver room? Was it rushing Michael Gallup back? Was it trading Amari Cooper and not replacing him? What are your thoughts? I think uh, you know. I think that the plan that they had
1: in place had too many moving parts, and ultimately, you were relying on. I think the thing that really sunk this plan is that Gallup just never became the player that he was previously, and 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 that and the idea that he would, you know, I I think the Cowboys and and all this too were focused on, you know, Gallup's back on the field, Gallup's back, and not so much well, what's Gallup going to look like when he's back? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that he rushed back was exciting for us and and we were exciting to see him out there. But, you know, it had also been a while since we had seen, you know, truly healthy Michael Gallup. So uh, I think that we didn't – and we didn't really see that at all last year when he came back. So – Uh, I think that – because here's the problem is that it wasn't just one wide receiver spot, right? Like it was two wide receiver spots. And and both wide receiver spots could have been solved if Gallup had played at the level of –
0: 2019 say, Gallup, right? 2019, yeah, let's say that because I,
1: I don't know that that was a fair expectation. Yeah. I was going to say what it was expected of him, but I don't know that it was a fair expectation. I think that was the issue, right? And if he had done that, then maybe you get to slot Noah Brown into something that was a little bit more appropriate for his skill set, which is a wide receiver three type role that maybe like he could rotate in, especially once they got their hands on T.Y. Hilton. Yep. Then maybe you really have something there, right? Like you've got – OK, 2019 Gallup, you've got uh, a T.Y. Hilton who's uh, kind of a a sprinkle in and then you rotate in with Noah Brown who can give you kind of the down in and down out stuff. I think that plus Semifahoku getting injured and then that kind of disrupting his ascension, which I really do think that if he hadn't gotten hurt – Hoku would have been more of a contributor. And I don't know if it would have made a, a massive difference, but I think it maybe could have provided a little bit more stability just simply by having more players to rely mm-hmm. on there. Uh, but w- what ended up happening is that the Cowboys, you know, heaped a lot of, of, of responsibility on Noah Brown, who has only just recently developed into a receiver that you should be playing recent, you know, yep. more than you know, a couple snaps a game. So uh, I think that Noah played admirably, especially early in the season. Uh, but then as things kind of went on, uh, you know, it just he just wasn't quite ready for the role that he was being pushed into. Uh, and, and, and it resulted in a lot of the kind of boom and bust stuff that we saw where he was making big plays, but then you're seeing plays where the ball's clanging off his hands and into a defensive back and, and that yep. sort of thing. So. Uh, it was a tough spot for the wide receiver room.
0: I'm going to praise the Cowboys front office and also criticize them at the same Let's time. So um, uh, one of the reasons why they traded away Amari Cooper is they wanted CD lamb to kind of grow into yeah. that number yeah. one wide receiver role. Yeah. And to their credit, he did right. Yeah. Once CD became the focal point of the passing offense, it, it just made his game take off. We saw him just become a much more refined, consistent receiver that was really hard to stop by the end of the season. Like once Dak was fully healed from his yeah. thumb injury, I mean, you look at the game against Philadelphia. I mean, he just dominated. That yeah, he really did. Um, so they, they, they get credit there for kind of opening up space to help CD lamb mature into that number one receiver role. The mistake they made was, as you mentioned, believing that Michael Gallup was going to be Michael Gallup as soon as, you know, week three or week four of the season, and then not getting another veteran receiver in here who could scare defenses. You mentioned Noah Brown, but remember in week one, Dennis Houston was one of their starting receivers, right? right? Uh, They were relying on Noah Brown to be the number two receiver, which he'd never been more than number four receiver at any point in his career. They lost. Not only did they lose Amari Cooper, they also lost Cedric Wilson uh, the year before that. They also lost, I believe it was Malik Turner, who played a lot of receiver snaps for them in 2021. There was just too much change in one offseason without bringing in another proven receiver. And I think, I think the Cowboys knew that. I think that's why they tried to make a trade for Brandon cooks at the trade deadline last year. It didn't ultimately work out. Uh, So they get some credit, but they also, they deserve a little bit of blame. Couple things. One,
1: I, I I I 100% agree. I think the way I would frame it is that the plan was sound. I think the idea of getting you know moving on from Cooper to uh, take Lamb to the next level makes sense. The execution was the problem. Yeah. Uh, and and I think honestly, you mentioned one of the things that I think is a sneaky big culprit in a lot of this, and that is the fact that Malik Turner got signed because uh, I think the Cowboys knew that they were going to lose Cedric Wilson. And I think that they had uh, accepted the fact that Cedric was going to get, you know, a contract that was more than they were going to be willing to pay. I think that they were shocked by losing Malik Turner and and Malik Turner had really started to come on the year before and had developed
0: a level of, of, of uh, chemistry with Dak. Uh, and they I thought think he that, was going to be wide receiver four, right? Basically yeah. to replace that Cedric Wilson spot as somebody who could do a little
1: bit of everything, a little bit of everything, right? Uh, and I think that's where the Cowboys got into to, to trouble, right? Is that you know that gambit that we were running in the first few weeks of, of the season while waiting for for uh, you know it's. it's it's that scene from Ocean's Eleven, for everyone who's seen it, where Danny and, and and Brad Pitt's character are sitting at the bar while they're collecting their group, and they've got 10 of them, and, and, and Danny just says, you think we need one more? Yeah, you, you think we need one more? We should get one more. That's what they should have done in the Cowboys front office room. They needed one more... And it didn't need to be a superstar. It just needed to be a reliable pass-catching threat. A functional wide of, receiver that's yeah, got some just, skins on the wall, right? To just put – just to give a floor to this group. And look, it, it, it probably wouldn't have been enough, but it would have been more than what they had, yes. and it would have helped provide and given them more opportunity than what they ended up having. So I think that they they gambled a little bit on the solution at wide receiver at a spot that they, they shouldn't have gambled at. They should have shored it up, I think.
0: agreed. Now, the good news is the Cowboys have made some welcome additions to this wide receiver room, uh, and it should be a a new and improved unit. We're going to talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make your way to FanDuel because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That is $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Now all the playoff action is over. We had the NBA finals finished on Monday. The NHL finals finished up last night. Congratulations to Las Vegas uh, for that win. But there's still stuff you can bet on. You can go bet on some baseball stuff. Or if you're like me, you can start betting on NFL futures like the Atlanta Falcons to go over eight and a half wins. One of my favorite bets on the board. There is no better place to bet on all the action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit fanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to twenty five hundred dollars. That is fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA.
1: Marcus is clearly excited about that B. John Robinson pickup uh, for Atlanta. He's
0: gonna pick the over yeah, on them. They, they, got... I think the Falcons, they got a really easy schedule, good offense, good offensive line. They do decent have a good rushing offense. attack. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but we're not we're not locked on Falcons. Go check it out with Aaron <laughs> no, no, Uh We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to talk about the tight end position. Mm. One of the uh, most unique but unproven positions on the entire roster. So make sure you tune in to that. Landon, let's talk about this unit going into the 2023 season. They added Brandon Cooks. They have C.D. Lamb. They have Michael Gallup, a full year removed from the injury. How do you feel about this group going into the year?
1: Yeah, I'm excited, you know. Obviously, I think Brandon Cooks was the deal that, that like you mentioned, that they, they wanted to kind of get done, um, you know, previous in, in the trade deadline. Obviously, Houston wasn't quite interested in that. And I think you saw, you know, you mentioned T.Y. Hilton a little bit in our last segment about how he came in. And, and again, shout out to T.Y. Hilton. I mean, seriously, coming in and, and, and saving the season in a lot of ways with, you know, on with, what is it, like, seven catches or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but, but it was more than that. Right. And I think that's what I kind of wanted to get at is that uh, having T.Y. Hilton on the field changed the shape of how defenses had to play the Cowboys offense again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of helps, you know, do some of the things that we've talked about that we hope that Brandon cooks is going to do for the team this year. Right. Stretching the defenses vertically, providing opportunities underneath uh, and just giving Dak a uh, reliable, dangerous player who can get down the field, get behind defenses, even beyond just, you know, stretching them, but also attacking down the field. So, uh, and I think the other thing too, is that, you know, again, much like how it was kind of a force multiplier in the negative way last season with everything that happened, Brandon Cook's coming in. And then on top of that, getting another year uh, away from the injury for Michael Gallup suddenly makes that second and third wide receiver position, Uh, feel a lot more uh, exciting, right? Even, you know, like subbing in T.Y. Hilton for Brandon Cooks, you're getting a younger, probably faster player who's maybe a little bit more dynamic, obviously more dynamic at this point in his career and probably going to be able to play a little bit more snaps. And then on top of that you're hopefully going to be getting a Gallup that looks closer to something like you saw uh, 2019, 2020, well, not 2020, but 2019. Yep. Um, yep. And and so I think that those two things alone give you a huge upgrade uh, on where you were last year. And then now you will factor in, you've got a guy like Simi Fahoku, who uh, you know, last year, like we said, kind of, lost maybe an opportunity to kind of go out there and show what he could do because of some injuries but before that was really kind of starting to come on this is really his year to try to make a move if he's going to obviously Jalen Tolbert last year's uh, third round pick is a guy that there's been a lot of buzz about at camp. And it's not even just about, Oh, he's uh, the most improved receiver. I was hearing someone talk about how he may be the most improved player on the team uh, in, in the off season. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think those two guys, plus, you know, I, they've drafted a guy Jalen Brooks. Uh, I think there's some excitement about uh, guys like that they had previously like Ontario Drummond and, 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 um, you know, even Dennis Houston, I know that Dak is at least gonna be excited yeah. about Dennis Houston yeah. being there. And then you, you gotta throw in, I you know, just before we kind of get you know, forget about, you know, some of the guys that's been here, Kevontae Turpin is a guy that obviously had a very limited role in this team, was mostly a special teams player. We saw a little bit of gadget stuff, we saw a little bit of of you know, kind of trying to get him into the offense. I would imagine that there's gonna be a, a, a more concentrated effort to try to see that, to see if you can Uh, uh, get opportunities to get him in the game on offense as a as a player with the ball in his hands because he's dangerous with that speed Uh, and 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 then uh, you know obviously there's also a host of of undrafted free agents we'll you know we'll get into all that but yeah so there's a lot here and I think that that's the thing is that more so than last year uh, that middle class of your of your wide receiver room is elevated uh, a level or it's two so much higher stronger. than where it, you were last year. And I think that's really, really going to be important uh, for the future. Because
0: happens. all they need is one guy to, I was going to say one guy to hit, but that's even too much. I'm just saying like one guy to outperform expectations a little bit. Let's say it is Jalen Tolbert who just makes that leap, right? And he's that really reliable number four receiver that you rotate in and he plays 17 snaps a game and you don't feel like there's a drop-off when he comes in the field, yeah. then you're set, right? Or yeah. what if it's Michael Gallup gets back to the form that we saw in 2019 and he looks like that number two outside guy that can really scare defenses? You're, you're set. That's what makes this so exciting. One of the things last year that I hated about their wide receiver court, I remember talking about on the show, is what happens if knock on wood, C.D. Lamb rolls an ankle and is out yeah. for two weeks? Like yeah. they were in a they were in a situation last year where if CeeDee Lamb goes down, it's Noah Brown and it's Dennis Houston and it's Cavante yeah. Turpin as your receivers. At least if that happens this year, obviously it's not gonna be great, but you can get through a game yeah. or two games with Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup and then use just more two tight end sets. They couldn't do that last year.
1: Yeah, I mean as ugly as things seemed last year at wide receiver, especially early in the season. They didn't hit snake eyes like they, no, they didn't no. see they didn't hit the worst case scenario. No. I mean, the Cowboys actually got more than most of us expected out of Noah Brown. And that situation was kind of a positive. So, like, imagine if Noah Brown was never even got to the level he got to. Imagine if CeeDee Lamb got hurt. Imagine if, you know, it, it, it could have been so much worse. And, and and I think that's the other thing you're you're, you're right, that they're, the Cowboys are preparing for is, uh, you know, now there's middle class competition in their wide receiver room. But 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 also on top of that, like you said that, you know, heaven forbid anything happens to C.D. Lamb, you at least have a wide receiver core that can function an offense and, and yes. still threaten defenses. Uh, you know, without having to <laughs> transition fully into a, a run offense, you know, I, I yes. think that's super important. And I, and, and I, well, think- and
0: again, remember, you're, this is you're playing 17 regular season games, yeah. and probably if you want to win a Super Bowl, four playoff games. There's going to be injuries and guys yeah. that are nicked up and guys that can't play 60 snaps yeah. in a game. You better have four guys that you feel really good about and don't feel like there's a massive drop off when they're on the field. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the thing, right? Is that, uh, you know, those competitions, those uh, hopes that you're resting on to see that someone's stepping up now you're hoping that that is happening at wide receiver four, as opposed to hoping it's happening at wide receiver two or wide receiver three. And I think that just obviously shows a level of stability that the Cowboys have at the position they didn't have last year. And then on top of that, they've got some of these undrafted free agent guys that they're excited about that maybe, you know, are kind of, it could be a boat who knows like you know the the constant like you know unwrapping of these packages to see if maybe you hit on a on a lottery ticket with some of these guys that just found the right fit went to the right team and suddenly are are you know competing for playing time going into training camp
0: yeah including david durden who was uh prospect x from that's right athletic not tyler durden to be confused with fight club but david durden (laughs) uh really curious to see him in camp uh should be a fun player later let's talk about the future of this wide receiver yeah. room for the Dallas Cowboys next. All right, Lane. This wide receiver room for the Cowboys is pretty much set in stone for the next couple of years. Obviously, CeeDee Lamb is going to get a contract. I believe he's on year four of his contract extension. The Cowboys picked up his fifth-year option. They redid Brandon Cooks' contract, so he's going to be under contract through the 2024 season as well. Dallas restructured Michael Gallup's contract this offseason, almost guaranteeing that he's going to be on the roster in 2024. And then you still have Simi Fahoku, Jalen Tolbert, all on rookie deals. How much change can we expect in this position over the next year or two?
1: From this point forward, I I wouldn't imagine a ton of change unless, you know, an opportunity came up or, uh, you know, you get into training camp and, and, you know, heaven forbid Gallup is just not recovered or just not you know able to kind of regain the form that he had previously. Um, uh, but I think that, you know, you mentioned it, the, follow the money. I mean, the, the money shows you that these three top wide receivers are very likely to be your three top wide receivers next year mm-hmm. uh, and maybe even beyond. So uh, I think obviously the position future begins and ends with C.D. Lamb. He's, yes. he's about to get a major contract from the Cowboys. Obviously, this is a huge priority to them. We, you and I have both discussed it. We don't think that there's even going to be much contract dispute with this nope. specific one because I, nope. I, I think the Cowboys know they need him. C.D. Lamb knows they need him. I think that he wants to be here. Mess I don't think they'll mess around. So C.D. Lamb is obviously the the, you know, the, 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 the headliner here you know after next year it'll be it'll be interesting to see exactly what's going to happen with with Gallup and Cooks obviously it's going to have rely heavily on what happens during the, the year uh but I, I imagine that the cowboys will you know be looking into drafting a wide receiver i would say I mean, it depends probably. on what happens
0: with Tolbert right if tolbert yeah. ends up becoming that guy that they trust they probably won't draft a receiver but if he well, struggles yeah. if he struggles and fahoku obviously just doesn't break out i wouldn't be surprised if they draft a guy as high as maybe even the first round next year.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I I think, you know, Tolbert is going to have a, like you said, a big impact on exactly what they're doing moving forward. Uh, You know, they have some, they have some belief in some of these down roster guys, but you just can't ever rely on them for the future. So maybe one of those kind of Jalen Brooks, Ontario Drummond, Jalen Moreno Copper, maybe one of those guys kind of uh, shows themselves out and and gets invited back and and, and is, you know, kind of part of that conversation for wide receiver four or three moving forward at some point. But I I think you're looking at a very solid core of three for at least this season, at least next season, maybe even. And and then after that, you know, you'll see maybe, you know, Cooks leaves or maybe Cooks gets replaced or Gallup leaves or, you know. It
0: feels like that. They have probably two years of C.D. Gallup and Cooks. After two years, one, if not two, of those guys will be gone, and it's like C.D. is going to be the one that stays, right? It's just yeah, because they can't afford. I don't think they can continue on this path of paying three receivers all over ten million a year.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's really where they were kind of trying to avoid. One of the things they were trying to avoid with the Cooper situation is that I, you know, listen. I think there's something to the idea of getting diminishing returns with having to feed that many mouths I think yeah. I think but I, I think the Cowboys <laughs> uh I guess is this one way to say it overcorrected the wrong way last yeah, season I would agree. by you know trying to go too cheap at the position but i I do think that there is some merit to the idea that you should have one wide receiver that is the focus of your offense that helps with just a lot of different things consistency yep. uh, uh and, and, and just being able to kind of you know, plan your offense week to week without having to worry about how you're going to arrange for everyone to get enough touches to be comfortable. Um, but I do think that they need to make sure that the, the 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 kind of supplemental wide receivers they're using at two and three are uh, of a high enough quality that yes. they can actually function in the offense and help in case something happens to CD. You
0: just can't let the cover get that bear ever again. Yeah. You've got to make sure that you stack and line the contracts up. So Okay. With one guy leaves, you still have a guy that's behind him getting ready to replace him. And maybe that's, you know, I think they're hoping it's Jalen Tolbert, right? Like once Gallup's contract gets to a point where they can move on, maybe that's when Tolbert steps up um, and becomes a bigger role, or that's when you draft a guy in round two next year. So by year two, he's ready to go into the starting lineup. I, I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to make that mistake at the wide receiver position again, but all in all, I mean, a much better group than what we saw at this time last year. And I think you should be way more optimistic about how this thing is going to play out compared to where we were doing at this time last year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this is one of the positions to be excited about going into training camp. Uh, And, you know, you could really just point to just the addition of Brandon Cooks and that healthy Michael Gallup as to Mm -hmm. why you know so i think there's lots to look forward to in the training camp and and there's lots of exciting young players and and kind of newer players to see where they've developed as well so yep. this could this could end up being not only a, a very good top 3 but a very diverse uh, and deep wide receiver core if uh, you know two or three of these down roster guys hit suddenly you've got a very good group.
0: And maybe one of the strengths of your roster. So yeah, we shall see. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked on Cowboys your first listen every day. You get it every day. Or tomorrow on the show. We're going to preview that tight end position, so make sure you yeah. guys tune in for that. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms, so check our show out on YouTube. You can follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.